This morning we have four short readings, the first being from Isaiah 11, verses 1 to 3. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And then from John 14 verses 26 and 27. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. From Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And from Revelation 22, verse 17, the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes to take the free gift of water of life. Amen. Thank you uh, so much, Judy, for reading those four uh, brief passages to us. And uh, also, Mark not only for your prayers of intercession, but the incredible dance that you and Helen did. Um, yeah, if you could put the first slide on, please, that'd be great. Thank you. you many of you know that we're in this uh, series of talks on what it means to gather together in worship. And uh, we've been going through this series for some time. Uh, these are in the yellow, some of the uh, topics we've covered. Uh, worship is why we gather and worship in a broken world and worship at the cross of freedom. Worship as an outpouring of love. That was last Sunday. Uh, no love this Sunday. It was just on that last Sunday. Uh, let's just box it in there. But um, we had a great time together last Sunday, actually, hearing about music, some of the songs that uh, resonate with uh, the language of love and uh, thinking about what it means in worship to respond to the God of love with a loving heart and a loving mind and a loving soul and love from the strength that we have. But today is about worship and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. Worship and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. If I talk about the Father, Perhaps some images come to mind. If I talk about Jesus the Son, 
some images might come to mind. I wonder what images you have, and I'll invite you to shout out if you'd like, some images of the Holy Spirit. What do you, what first comes into your mind when you hear the name Holy Spirit? Over to you. So, yeah, just for, for those just... Don was saying about the, the, the Holy Spirit being like a breeze and, and bringing breath into our lives. And we sung about that last week. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Anyone else about the Holy Spirit? A dove. Sorry? A dove. A dove. Okay. Descending upon Jesus uh, like the form of a dove. Thank you. Yeah, Claire. So something that you feel, yeah, the Holy Spirit moving in the church, yeah, great. Anyone else? Yeah. A fire. What kind of, what, what sort of image does fire create for you? So consuming fire, yeah. Really interesting that we have, some of us have some images and metaphors to describe the Holy Spirit, and the Scripture does that. Some of what you're saying comes right out of the Scripture. In one sense, it's really hard to describe the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, in one sense, feels quite elusive, even a little bit, dare I say, dangerous. One person put on their Facebook feed uh, this week that Advent is a time when we wait expectantly for a revolution. You know, Jesus, meek and mild. No way! When Jesus comes to earth, the whole world, in fact, all of creation, changes. <laughs> and the Spirit may feel like that sort of, kind of dangerous in many ways. So I, but I want to think about the role of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, in relation to this theme of encouragement. And Sarah, what a brilliant all-age talk. That was absolutely amazing. The sense of the encouragement of the Holy Spirit in our time of worship together. Um, if you go to Barry Island, you may frequent Marco's Cafe. And uh, our youngest daughter, Rebecca, and our dog, uh, and me, are just standing in front of the cast of... Some of you know Gavin and Stacey. And... Um, Ness, on the left-hand side, right next to me, um, she has a phrase. Anyone know what that phrase is? Anyone know? What's occurring? That's her phrase. What's occurring? Thank you very much. You're obviously a Gavin and Stacey fan. What's occurring is her phrase, which she says pretty much every episode, again and again and again. And what that really means is, what is new? What is new? What's new in your life? What is happening around you? What is new? What's occurring in the life of SBC at the moment? Well, we've got new lights or new flags outside or a new minister, but that's just gone now. What's occurring at SBC? What's occurring in your life? What is the Holy Spirit doing in you and through you. And what, what does that have to do with worship anyway? 
Well, this week, there are a couple of news items that cause me to think what's occurring. And uh, the first is this. You can't really see it very clearly, but I'm not sure what, sh what paper you have. If you ever buy a paper anymore, papers are just too expensive, I think. But, so I go for the cheapest version, the iPaper. And um, every paper had this as a headline. Every paper had this as a headline this week. This is what Ness would describe as what's occurring. UK Christians are in a minority for the first time since the Dark Ages. And then it goes on to say that less than half of the British population identifies itself as Christian for the first time in nearly 1,500 years. The eye analysis of census data for all four home nations shows 47.6% would describe themselves as Christian. And that's down from, I think, 57%. That is what's occurring. Now, you have to be a little bit careful with statistics. So they're, they're there to be scrutinized. Uh, the Pentecostal movement in the UK is actually growing. So we have to be a little bit careful. They love the Holy Spirit, those Pentecosts. Not sure about Baptists yet. But there is this sense where 10% drop, that's what's occurring in our nation. And the question is, are we bothered? What's occurring for us? I love this quote from uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. In a few more years, I don't know when, this is back in 1855, by the way, the Holy Spirit will be poured out in a far different way than the present. There was a longing in his heart. During the last few days, it has been the case that the diversified ministries have resulted in very little outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Ministers, here we go, have gone on in a dull routine, continually preaching, 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 and little good has been accomplished. Oh my goodness. Isabel is here for the first time this week, and last week it was a comment that my preaching was great because it put her to sleep. You know, how does preaching worship the heart of Spurgeon? inspire us to the spirit of the age where what is occurring is that many people are decreasing in number in terms of their love for Jesus. So that's kind of like the discouragement. <laughs> but the encouragement this week in the what's occurring is that the spirit is saying something new to the church, I think even this week. And I wish it would come from a preacher. <laughs> but as you know from a church members meeting, it came from this guy, Stormzy, playing his new song, Holy Spirit, to church members. Don't know whether that's the first time that Shirley Baptist Church has listened to Stormzy at a church members meeting. But he said on BBC Breakfast this week, this week, the same week as those statistics which are a bit discouraging and a bit depressing, he said, we used to let God in the room to guide everything. <laughs> and the Radio 1 played his never-before-heard track, Holy Spirit. 
with the words, if you knew the presence on my shoulders, Father, help me hold this, because I can't bear the pressure. You know the burdens, the burdens are so heavy, but Lord, you make me ready to carry all my burdens. If you knew the power, the power that's beside me, mighty God almighty, hold me close, fill me in your presence, hold me close, spirit. Father God, I found it, isn't it amazing? Faith is all that's needed to find the missing pieces. Oh, I've been searching for my Jesus. At times when I felt worthless, you gave Gave me peace and purpose, although I don't deserve it, even though I'm far from perfect. Oh my goodness. Peter, you gave a verse to everybody who's a new member as you were squashed on here. And Sarah's verse was Romans 15 13. To have a hope in the power of of the Holy Spirit, a hope in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Stormzy's testimony this week is counter to the statistics because his testimony, if you see it on Louis Theroux's interview, is one where he changes from being a bitter man where his dad has neglected him, I mean really neglected him and even would describe him as as sort of abuse, neglect and abuse. He's now starting to be on the journey of forgiving his dad. And he said it on the interview. And he described it as a work of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Without the work of the Spirit, our worship and prayer is just simply idolatry. Christian worship is unique because of two factors. It worships Christ the Lord and it worships by the Spirit who is the Lord. When I ask you who is the Holy Spirit, lots of metaphors and images to describe because of the elusive nature perhaps of the Spirit. The Spirit blows where it wills and we sometimes just don't get it and we can't grasp. We love to box God in but the Spirit moves in mysterious ways. But the Spirit is Lord because the Spirit is part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, encouraging God's people to an ever deeper relationship with Jesus and encouraging God's people to an ever deepening relationship to put their hope in God alone. The Holy Spirit in the Bible, I mean, you could go through the whole sweep of Scripture. The Spirit hovering over creation at the very beginning. Creation isn't just the Father's act, it's through the Son in the movement of the Spirit. The Spirit breaks out into making all things new. That's the theme of the Holy Spirit in Scripture breaking out into making all things new. And you move on from creation into the prophets and Ezekiel. You know, they make these dry bones live. Make these dry bones live. And as Don described about the Spirit breathing life, so Ezekiel the prophet has this message from God about the movement of the Spirit breathing life into people so that they would live again. If I was to ask you, and I'm not asking you to respond to this, but if your spirituality is feeling a little bit dry at the moment, then you'll just need to read Ezekiel 37 and the move of the Spirit, breaking out into all things new. 
But it's not just in Ezekiel, in Isaiah 11, the the shoot that comes out from the stump of Jesse and the description of this expectation of the Messiah to bring salvation. Well, the Messiah will come in wisdom and understanding and counsel through the life of the Spirit. The Spirit breaks out into bringing all things that are new. You go through the whole sweep of Scripture and see the way in which the Spirit moves. There's one person that gets left out of the Christmas story often, and that's Simeon. Simeon has been waiting so long, like many people within the Israelite nation, waiting for his eyes to see this moment of salvation. And in the temple, he sees the baby Jesus, and the Spirit comes because he's moved by the Spirit. And he says, my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. (laughs) Jesus' own baptism, Morag said about the Spirit being described as a dove, And the Spirit is described as a dove, but the Spirit is a person. And the Spirit comes upon Jesus. And in the life of the Father, through the power of the Spirit, Jesus is described as, we described last week, someone loved. That's what the Spirit does. It affirms and confirms who we are in Christ, people of love. I wonder when you were last moved by the Spirit in worship. And then the Spirit says, as he unfolds a scroll from Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me to proclaim good news. When was the Spirit upon you to convict you to proclaim good news? Always the Spirit is at work doing new things. Jesus, a bit like the prophet Ezekiel, he breathes the Spirit at that moment of the prequel to Pentecost in John 20. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 1 and 2, the breaking out of the Spirit, moving people from apathy and fear and discouragement to encouragement and to courage and to be alive to the things of God. That's the move of the Spirit taking the church, leading the church through the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm going to confess, I'm so much more about fruits than gifts. No point in having gifts if you've not got the fruits. Bring on the fruit is what I say. And the gifts will flow. And then perhaps the most incredible moment of the Spirit, if I could put it that way, to lead Peter to the house of Cornelius and to say, you know, my love is not just for the Israelite nation, but for all nations. Spirit breakout. No boundary. Church without walls, if you will. All people loved, accepted, belong to me. And then I love it in Ephesians, you know. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks. Speak to, another, to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs in the Spirit. I mean, when we go and have coffee out there, I'm expecting a choir. Speak to one another with songs and hymns and the things of the Spirit. Huh. 
This caught my attention a few weeks ago. If you can't read it, I'll read it out to you. The pastoral search committee. Basically, we're looking for an innovative pastor with a fresh vision who will inspire our church to remain exactly the same. It's not actually about a pastor. It's about the life of the Spirit in SBC. The life of the Spirit in your life. Twenty-four people attended the worship music team meeting back on the 12th of September, and they have a vision statement that's been created by Rob Bridgman, who wrote this and has been agreed with the team. We seek to encourage our church to worship God together by following the life and message of Jesus and being open to the wonder and work of the Holy Spirit. We desire to give glory to God as we gather on Sundays through every aspect of our life. The wonder. Wonder is a, a word that is often associated with Christmas, the build-up, the wonder, the magic, the, the mystery. But the wonder and work of the Holy Spirit in SBC, what does that mean? It means we praise. That's why we praise at the beginning. It means we encounter Claire saying, I, I, I want to feel God. <laughs> I want to experience God. That is with heart and with head. And we respond. Now, I, I talked about Pentecost a bit. The Pentecostal power, when you sum it all up, is just more of God's love. If it does not bring more love, it is simply counterfeit. That's William J. Seymour, the father of the Pentecostal movement. When the church warms up in love, that's a moment when the spirit is present. It's not about charismatic worship, per se, at all, actually. It's about a deepening love for God and one another could be any kind of worship, really. But if it's Christ-centered love, that's when it's authentic. So in what way is the Holy Spirit encouraging you to worship the Father and the Son today? What new thing is the Spirit showing you today? And how can the Holy Spirit inspire your life today? Or if you don't like any of those questions, and that's fair enough, are you more loving as a result of the presence and person of the Holy Spirit leading you to pattern your life on the one who shows us greater love still, Jesus Christ. Let me conclude. I've made a right mess with all these bits and pieces up here, by the way. Let the Spirit and the Bride, the church, say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. And that gift is offered to you this morning. The gift of the loving, gentle, kind breeze of the Holy Spirit. We are waiting here for you.
So as we think about the Holy Spirit as an encourager in our worship, we're going to sing Spirit Breakout, which we often sing songs. I think we're singing that, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) No confusion here then. And uh, it's a time to respond if you'd like to or stay exactly as you are. But the Spirit throughout the sweep of Scripture always brings out the new, which is not always comfortable and not always easy. But if it draws us deeper into the Christ love, it's beautiful. And there's prayer ministry that will be offered at the back. Uh, the chairs are there or, or at the front here, or indeed, I think, on the not-so-comfortable choir chair over there as well. The three areas that we are creating for prayer is as a response to what you hear and receive, feel and think on a Sunday morning. You've praised and hopefully encountered and, and now there's an opportunity to respond. People will pray for you because they love you and they long for you to encounter Jesus in a deeper and meaningful way. So uh, we're going to have a couple of songs and then we'll conclude the service. But during the singing, people will be ready and prepared to pray for you. Or you may just want to talk to someone next to you. You may want to stand and lift up hands as we wait upon the Spirit. Or you may want to stay seated and just be still. Know that God is here with you and he loves you into the fullness of life.